Hey there, and welcome to episode 22 of Wheel Snipe Sully. I'm Ryan, a.k.a. Macris the Tater Jaeger. And I'm Steven, also known as Sven Svechnikov. Alright, so we're basically going to spend today backtracking everything we've said for the last couple weeks. That's, That's what you think. I mean, <laughs> or we're doubling down, <laughs> one of the two. Hell yeah. All or nothing. So, week um, one was an interesting start. Yeah, it... We didn't come out as dominant as we expected, but I'm still not very unsatisfied with how we started. Uh, the beginning of our schedule is brutal. So, I don't know. Anything's going to sound like an excuse, but... I'm not too upset. Yeah, I just uh I just wanted to hurt everyone really bad and we aren't really doing that. I mean, we are doing pretty well still, but I don't know. I want more, Steven. <laughs> it's a little bit frustrating because we're not consistently good or bad. Like uh we'll have one goal the next game and ten or one goal is one one game and then ten the next game. And it's really frustrating to try to put together something when like you have that kind of variation in between games. Yeah, where we're like hat trick in one game and then nothing the next. But still doubling everybody's shots. <laughs> yeah, well I mean it doesn't help that for some reason we're able to, they're able to get goals on us in like seven shots. And it's like, what, what is even happening? Olaf's like a cap goalie. Why is this happening? Yeah. FHM is a, a fickle mistress. It's been, um, it's been a rough time. I guess before we get too far into that, we should take a look at how the whole league is doing so far. Um, right now we actually have Newfoundland leading the pack at 13 and three. Um, it's a little bit of a surprise because I expected them to take a step back this year, yeah. but, um, looking at their schedule, they haven't played the strongest schedule. They seem to play Anaheim, Great Falls and Regina. Or Regina, quite a bit. Yeah, I was so talking. they're they might be a little bit inflated, but they're still good. Yeah, I was talking to Pasta the other day, and he was like, "I didn't think we were going to be good, but they're definitely uh still work well together, like the people who are there. So whatever they have going, they have something figured out pretty well." And then uh, right behind them, we have Colorado. Um, I guess not really behind. They're actually tied, but Newfoundland has more regulation wins. Um, I was a little bit surprised by Colorado too. Um, I guess I've just kind of gotten used to them being an upper average team. So seeing them be a good team isn't that 
unexpected, but a little bit. I feel like a couple seasons ago, they were like the number two team when Kelowna was really good, but like, I've never seen them be like a number one team. Like, they were number two to Kelowna, but Kelowna would just like take them out back and shoot them eight times in a game. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it was like, all right, the number one versus the number two. Wow, this is a zero eight shutout. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I I feel like there's a lot more good teams in the Jays than I expected. Yeah, number three is my I favorite. Think... <laughs> Carolina. Yeah, only because I said it was going to be good, and you said it's not, and they're number three right now. So they've got a lot of time to disappoint me and ruin my my streak of being right, but right now I'm right. Yeah, and they're the only team in the top four with a single-digit goal differential, so I think they're trending down. I'm going to save this soundbite, Steven. Just you wait. Do it. Um, and then we have Vancouver coming in at fourth uh, with the second-most goals in the league. <laughs> Um, I don't really know how we're losing some of these games, but just FHM for you, I guess. Yeah, I mean, even today, remember Detroit destroyed uh, whoever they, I forget who they were playing, but it was like 8-2 to two or something, and then turned around and we did the same thing to them. It's just a yeah. lot of... Uh, Teams that are just going off the rails in games, getting a bunch of goals. Yeah, I don't know if it's this season in particular or if I'm just more aware of it now, but it seems like FHM is just a lot more swingy this season. Like most of the time, you can kind of look at a matchup and basically guess on how it's going or how it's going to go. And it seems to not be the case a lot this season. Yeah, I'm I'm almost surprised about Quebec City. Not necessarily where they are in the standings, but a little bit of like how that they're not in the top four. Yeah. I think they will be before season's out. I think skipping down a little bit the thing i'm most surprised about is great falls being in at 13th right next to anaheim anaheim has like literally all rookies on their roster not literally but close enough and then great falls has quite a few capped players that they picked up in the expansion draft and there's three points separating them yeah, but there's like 20 goal differential separating them. Yeah. Even so, I'm just glad that Nevada's not last. I mean, they're in the same position they were last season, but now there's two more players to be below them. <laughs> um, I know... So we got a, a little bit of a late start on the season because the schedule had to be redone like three different times. 
so I think there's definitely some scheduling snags. And that's why some teams are looking a lot better than they should, and some teams are looking a lot worse than they should. Because, so, let's see. I'm going to, looking at Great Falls' schedule, they've played Newfoundland, Colorado, Quebec City, all multiple times. They've played Colorado three times already. That hurts. So, like, of course they look bad. They're playing against teams that are in a completely different league than them. If they would be playing more against, like, Anaheim or Newfoundland or uh, Nevada, teams like that, they would probably look a lot better. Yeah, I was excited that uh, Regina took that win over Great Falls. I just feel like uh, Regina built a better team for growth, and it's nice to see them still doing pretty well this season. Yeah. Meanwhile, we've had more losses than we thought we were going to have, but all of our losses have been against top teams. So we're not taking bad losses. We're just taking losses that we probably shouldn't. I'm going to have to disagree with you. We lost to St. Louis, and I think we should all retire. <laughs> that was the only one. It was still... But, and those are going to happen. Because FHM is FHM. Otherwise, Hamilton and Buffalo would be hitting every championship 66-0 every season. That's true. I mean, we got some Anaheim and Great Falls games coming up and Regina. So, like... Yeah. So, we're going to be looking a lot better, and people are going to think that we, like, changed a lot of things, but that's not really the case. We're just having a more favorable schedule. And other teams will probably start to drop off. Yeah, I mean, in a lot of our sims, this is the point where we've almost lost as many games as we lose all season. Yeah. Consistently. So if we I can mean, just win the next 40 games straight, no, whatever. Carolina's pretty much ping-ponging between Kelowna, Anaheim, and Nevada right now, so of course they look pretty good. <laughs> I have faith in them to remain good only because I predicted it. <laughs> but so yeah, I I think there will probably be some more diving into how to make a good J schedule after this season because it's pretty obvious that like the schedules don't really seem all that balanced right now. Yeah, and one of the things I was confused about is I know that you play people in your own division more than you play people outside your division, right? Isn't that how that works? Yeah, you're supposed to have six games against people in your division. And then, like, and an then even number the of rest games is just... Else. So the problem with that is we have divisions with different sizes. 
Oh. So we have four teams in our division, and other divisions have three teams. So we have 18 games accounted for between our division, whereas other teams have 12 games accounted. So there's a, an uneven number of games played outside your division. So that, depending and on your for division... Us, for us, that means that we generally play stronger teams. Because right now our division is Maine, Anchorage, and Kelowna. So we've got 18 games accounted for between those, and then the rest we're juggling between Carolina and Colorado and so on and so forth. Okay, so if, so if you're like Newfoundland and even Quebec, they're playing a large chunk of games against St. Louis and Nevada, who are at the bottom. Yeah. Oh, and Carolina's playing against Great Falls and Anaheim. So that's... Yep. Wow. I mean, Anchorage isn't doing hot this season, but it'd still take uh, Anaheim any day. Yeah. So, that's... It's kind of just how it goes, and it'll still basically even out in the playoffs. But it just makes the regular season look a little bit weird. We'll get there. We'll be the playoff um, dark horse in our season of crushing people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's not the dominant season we were expecting, but... The only thing that anyone will remember is taking home the cup. Yeah. Um, outside of that, uh, has there been any other teams that have been surprising you? Uh, not not really. I think I felt like Anchorage was going to do better, and I don't know why I felt that, but... Yeah, I don't know why either. Anchorage has just been decent ever since I've been in the league, so... It's just kind of burned into my memory. <laughs> and Regina is doing well. It is Regina, right? Yeah. Okay. They're doing well, and I'm happy. Like I said, I feel like they, of the expansion teams, built a better growing team. Um, And they took our B, so I'm glad to see that they're sitting in at least 10th. You know, they're holding their own. Yeah, I'm really surprised to see them doing so much better than Great Falls. Yeah, they gotta be, dude. I feel like Great Falls had the much stronger roster, but that's how it goes. Yeah, I guess you can only do so much. I mean, we have a pretty strong roster, and look at us, so. <laughs> yep. Um, I definitely think this season got swapped up a bit with Anaheim, just by Anaheim offloading so many players, like teams that didn't have any reason to be good now had a window to be good. Like, Yeah. Yeah, their uh, wholesale of the team kind of threw the league into flux a little bit. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm glad we got Valor, I'm glad we walked away with that one, but 
feel like other it, teams got a lot more, and that helped them a lot more. It is kind of ridiculous that in a year with two expansion teams, neither of them are the worst team in the league. Right. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, that's my shock, is that we don't have expansion teams being the worst. Because, I mean, remember the Forge and other teams? Yeah. I mean, the Forge did pretty good. Even, I guess that's not a great example because the Spectres exist. (laughs) (laughs) The Spectres are basically always kind of the worst, except Smooth Transition. They're not. (laughs) I was going to say, the worst. They're about to hit their over in 18 games. They're almost there. Yeah. It's wild the start that they've had to the season they've had some ridiculously lucky games so i feel like they could just as easily be looking terrible right now but i mean if you're sitting in new orleans at nine and nine you got to be feeling pretty good yeah i mean except for everyone that has lyle on their team because he's not doing it because they're not getting wrecked on He's still doing pretty good. Yeah. He's in like the top 15 or something, right? Yeah. I feel like he usually picks it up towards the end of the season. But um, yeah, let's talk about the SHL a little bit. Um, this wasn't a surprise to me, but maybe it is to other people that weren't watching anything, I guess. But we have Baltimore in first. I'm glad because I doubled down on that Baltimore concept hard. (laughs) I mean, it's not like they have a commanding lead or anything. They're tied for first with Hamilton and Texas. And they've all basically got the same goal differential. So they all look virtually identical as teams. Yeah. Um, Uh, Baltimore and Hamilton have a game in hand. So. Yeah. Clear favorites. Winner doll. But I'm I'm glad to see Baltimore up there. Um, I think the I think they'll end the season pretty strong. They're looking really good. And then below them, we've got the usual suspects with Hamilton, Texas, and Buffalo, rounding up second, third, and fourth. Who'd have um, thought? <laughs> but we do have a bit of surprise at at fifth with Edmonton. Yeah, super Um, exciting. Edmonton had a really rough start to the season. I think they started like what two and six. It was it was two and five or something. And ever since then, they're now fourteen and six, sitting at fifth in the league. Um, I expected Edmonton to have a better season this year than they did last season. And they looked terrible coming out of the gate, so I was questioning everything I knew. But this is more or less what I expected from them. So it's good to see Edmonton up that high up. Yeah, they're just making way for our debut, Steven. (laughs) Then uh, right below them, we have Atlanta and Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay started really hot, and then I feel like they've stumbled a little bit the past couple of games, but 
they're still showing up pretty strong. Coming yeah. in at twenty six points. I was I was worried. I I had faith in Tampa Bay once and then they didn't do well and now I'm like gun shy about Tampa Bay. <laughs> I feel like they always start every season strong and then just fade away more and more as the season goes on. I expect them to have a good regular season. I don't expect them to have a good playoff run. That's kind of where I am with Tampa Bay at this point. Like, they might make playoffs, but I don't know if they go past round one. And then, uh, as we all expected, Chicago and Toronto at 8th and 9th. Is that is that sarcasm, or did you actually expect <laughs> Toronto to be that far down? I totally did not. Right. And there was a point in the season where Chicago was below New Orleans. Wow, I didn't <laughs> see that, but I wish I had. Yeah, Chicago was seven and nine, and New Orleans was eight and eight at one point. What a but, season! Yeah, so like this is what's kind of making me feel better about the struggles that we're having in Vancouver. Is like it's not just us. Because Chicago and Toronto aren't bad teams. And they definitely don't deserve to be 8th and ninth in the league. But that's where they are right now. And that's then, uh... Pretty wild. Yeah. And then right below them we have... Uh, New Orleans... Or New England. Philadelphia, San Francisco, and New Orleans. It's really strange to me to talk about New Orleans this high up, but the rest of these teams kind of seem exactly where I expected them to be. Man, I don't know if I would have put Calgary that far down there. Well, yeah, because I haven't talked about them yet, Ryan. Oh, oh, I thought you meant the teams <laughs> below New Orleans. <laughs> oh, oh. There's a lot of teams below New Orleans that are surprising to me. Okay, yeah, literally everyone but Winnipeg. <laughs> uh, yeah, Calgary and Los Angeles, I expected to be at least decent this season. I expected Calgary to take a step back from where they were last season, because I feel like they drastically overperformed last season. But Los Angeles has always kind of been an upper average team. And I know they traded away Vorian Atreides, which is probably a huge part of their offense because he's retiring. Um, but I didn't expect him to be this huge of a part of their offense. <laughs> they went from like a top six team to a, a 15th team pretty much right away. It's a rough way to go. <laughs> and we got Minnesota, Seattle, and Montreal. Um, not really surprised by any of those teams. Um, they're all kind of in various states of actually building their rosters. Uh, same with Manhattan coming at 19th. And then uh, dead last in the league... We've got Winnipeg with an impressive record of 0-20. Hey, but they have one overtime loss, so they have a point at least. <laughs> I 
I did not know that it was possible to actually get zero wins in 21 games in FHM. Yeah, you'd think it'd throw you a bone once in a while. Yeah. I mean, every now and then, just the goalie stands on his head. It's pretty, it's pretty nuts. I I really struggled with my predictions at the beginning of the season to as to who would be worse, Winnipeg or New Orleans. I went back and forth on it multiple times, went back and edited my picks, and I'm fairly sure I stuck with Winnipeg at the end, and I'm pretty glad about it. Yeah, I actually looked at your picks and copied most of what you would put in at one point, but I definitely disagreed with you on the on your New Orleans-Winnipeg. What you had in when I saw it was had New Orleans, and I was like, no way. Winnipeg's way worse. I actually expect good things from New Orleans this season. New Orleans has a straight-up true rookie on their team. Meaning that they have a player that wouldn't even be capped in the Jays right now on their team. Why? Because he wanted to play in the SHL, I guess. So I really expected that to really hurt them. <laughs> yeah, his uh, scoreline so far is zero goals, one assist at minus 16. Attaboy. He's, he's a left wing, so he should uh, probably have some points. <laughs> I mean... To be fair, New Orleans only has 50 points total, so he's got to share those with the players that have PP. <laughs> Again, you would think that FHM would throw him some bones. I don't know, FHM okay. seems to be throwing some weird bones this season. I feel like our goal scorers aren't even the ones that are scoring our goals. That, that makes no sense, right? That's the problem. <laughs> I I think I get what you're trying to say. Yeah, that's good because so the the people that we want to score goals aren't the ones scoring goals. Yeah, the people that we have kind of like tried to designate as the scorers. Yeah. Looking at it now, I definitely am pretty wrong about that. It looks uh, like Robot and Lev lead the scoring. Yeah, we've got some weird things going on with our roster right now, and I feel like we still have some line changes to do, but we'll get there. I think it's a little bit hard when you make a couple of trades in the offseason because you don't really know how those t players are supposed to fit in your lines anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and do you risk breaking up, like, good lines to try and mix things up and see what happens, you know? Yeah. So, we'll figure it out, and the regular season isn't going to matter much, because we would have to drop a pretty long way to uh, not win our division, which is, at the end of the day, is really all that matters. Yeah. Unless Anchorage just come from behind somehow, which I do not foresee happening. <laughs> yeah. 
like I said, I, I think we're we're just about done with the hard part of our schedule and we're coming out with a a pretty healthy winning record. Like if this is the hardest part of our schedule and we're still fourth in the league when everyone else is in the easy part of their schedule, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Like I said uh, before, in a lot of tests, we just kind of stop losing after this. So I hope that we can continue to have the season that we expected to have. Yeah. Or some variation of that. How do you uh, how do you feel about all the Vancouver rookies? Oh man, dude, I want to give us a very specific shout out to Pass. I think he <laughs> has performed as expected, and it's been a really good uh, really good time. <laughs> Glad we picked him up at like fortieth overall or something. <laughs> Yeah, I I really haven't been paying attention to any rookies in the league, considering the fact that we have none in Vancouver. Yeah, I um, honestly haven't either, and that's kind of my thing is cracking rookies, so. <laughs> Way to go. Yeah, we definitely have some like high uh, 250s and 240 rookies right now, which seems about on par for where top earners will be. Yeah. I definitely think there'll be a couple of them that get pretty close to cap by playoffs. Well, not cap, but like three, 300, 310 or so. I think they'll pretty much top out at 300. Um, the... Talk about the more disappointing things. Um, how's your fantasy looking? Uh, I don't know. Why'd you even have to say those words? All right. Well, <laughs> about to discouragingly talk about my fantasy roster. And yeah, but so, all right. Okay. That's not me. So that's why I was confused for a second. I was like, wow, this fantasy roster doesn't look anything like mine <laughs> so i uh i'm not doing high i think i'm seventh right now in my fantasy league Oof. so i'm down 131 points on first place so um boris poroshenko my my forward he's like my star forward he's not my star forward wow um he's almost my star forward with 98 points uh, I forgot I have Phineas Gold with 99 points. And then I had Johnny 41 at with 85 and a half. And I was like, I'm going to trade that because Burlock was open and he's like second in the league for points or for TPE. Nope, for fantasy points. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> and so I was like, went through my thing and made sure nobody else picked him up yet. And I was like, all right, took him. Because some people already took, like, Sven and other really big earners, or really big point people. So I got yeah. the second second highest uh, fantasy point player, at least last as of beginning of a day or so ago. So he's worth 23 more points than uh, John would have been for me. So I'm hoping that he okay. 
I'm hoping he keeps going. He's like 163 as opposed to John's 85. So. Yeah. I I am also doing bad, but not that bad. Um, I'm sitting at fifth right now just because I'm carried by the bottom half of my team. Um, so I, I swapped out uh, William Hartman for Oliver Cleary, like on day two or three. Um, and uh, I've got Lyle Odeline the third. So um, Lyle and Oliver Cleary are both in the 140s. So they're doing pretty good. I've got Baltimore Platoon goalie at 150. Um, but my forwards are not doing great. Um, I've got Phineas Gold, John 41, and Jack Kanoff. And the highest among those three are at 99.4. So they're weighing me down hard, but I feel like all three of them have the potential to be a lot better and probably will be soon they might just be hitting a rough spot or something i'm hoping so at least i just need you to know that when you said those numbers for your defense i was just like are we even playing in the same league holy shit (laughs) my defense is really good and my forwards are really bad My my defense is Nick Owens at eighty eight point a half and Abel Skinner at ninety eight point seven. So like a single player above a hundred is not on my roster right now. And I do have Hamilton Seahawks goalie, and they're almost one fifty. They're one forty four. So, but damn, no wonder I'm seventh. How many points do you have? I have six hundred and thirty seven. Yeah. Um. I've got 684. Jesus. So you're actually like 50 points ahead of me. Yeah. This is, this is TPE all over again. I am 99 points down on first place. But I'm only five points out of like fourth place. I'm... I don't... I would be incredibly shocked if I make a run for first, but um, I think I can still get TPE this season. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be rough for me. I've got probably about, I'm about 60 points out of fourth place. Ironically, the guy in first is the guy that, like, we skipped. (laughs) (laughs) Um, how are you doing for Casino? Did you sign up for that? I did, I did. And for once, I didn't listen to you. So... This will be the first time our casino picks differ, unless you also didn't listen to you. <laughs> um, I can't remember exactly what I took. Um, I could tell you who I took if you okay. want to look up who you took. Yeah, I took Edmonton over and Hamilton and Toronto under. Wow, our uh, our picks are very similar. Despite I think having... I'm, I think I'm on a pretty good pace for both of them, because I think Hamilton was at like 49 or something. Uh, I don't remember. I don't have Hamilton, so I didn't didn't record theirs. I guess Hamilton's on a pretty good pace to beat that. 
I don't know. That's going to be a hard mark to make. Yeah, so I have Edmonton over. And I'm projecting them with their current record, which, you know, might be a little skewed. I'm projecting them at 46 points, so I'm feeling pretty good about that. 46 wins? Yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah. Yeah, that's probably pretty safe. So, um, I have Toronto under, which I'm projecting them at 33 wins right now, so they can just keep doing what they're doing. Um, the My iffiest one is me trusting people in locker rooms. Um, I took uh, New England over. And so that's 33 and a half. And I'm putting them in, projecting them at 34 based on their current record. So they have to stay on pace if I have any hope of this bet coming. Huh. Yeah, I think he got a little ballsy there. It, dude, it was... Ugh, people like that ran sims and put out sheets and stuff. It was one of the highest positive differentials of the teams. But that's because they were testing with a file where no one had lines. (laughs) Like I knew Edmonton was a steal because they made it they made trade after the over under lines were set. So like their defense all of a sudden got good. And Yeah, it was pretty comfortable with Edmonton. Yeah, totally. I, I bet against them last year, and they did not disappoint. So I was like, well, I'll bet for them this year, and hopefully they don't disappoint. I wasn't willing to take the, the New Orleans gamble this year. I should have. I should have <laughs> just gambled New Orleans. I'm still not convinced that they just aren't going to win another game the rest of the season. <laughs> I like their, have you seen their Twitter hashtag, which hope you took the over or whatever? Yeah. I will never have confidence in New Orleans. Yeah. But then again, we both took over on them last season, so. Yeah. And I wasn't confident about it until the very last game of the season. (laughs) I mean, at this point, maybe we just donated $4 million to the casino. Again. Again. <laughs> I I'm leaning towards that. You know, and I looked at the casino post where they were like, "This is how much the casino paid out versus took in," and all I could think is, "How did this many people get it right and I got it so wrong?" <laughs> and the answer is because I didn't take the obvious bet. Yeah, I don't so, know. I. I never really see an obvious bet. Oh, last season there was definitely an obvious bet. People were taking uh, uh, Atlanta. Well, I'm or... talking for parlays. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's I, definitely I, not. I'm a... not here to make pennies. Correct. There's not a three-team obvious bet. <laughs> I think Edmonton was probably the obvious bet, in my opinion, this season. Like... Out of everyone, I feel like that's the team that's going to do the most over their projected. Yeah, you're probably right. Who, who do you have taking the cup? 
Uh, I think I went with Baltimore. Uh, I also went with Baltimore. So I, I'm not feeling terribly confident with that, but um, I think they have as good of a shot as Hamilton or Texas or Buffalo. It's basically, I think each of those have a 25% shot to win the cup. Yeah, I think Baltimore had the best odds or the best payout odds. And then everyone else is just fighting for scraps. So I'm hoping, I'm hopeful to make some money. I don't know why, but. <laughs> yeah. We just always um, end up talking about how stupid money is anyways. But then I want more <laughs> of it. Well, yeah, that's just capitalism, man. Shit. So, I had something that I uh, want to kind of talk about briefly that I'd remembered recently. Okay. What's your opinion on the new PT structure now that you don't have a PT pass, you piece of shit? <laughs> uh, I, I really like what Slash is doing with the PTs. Um, I feel like... You're talking about uh, like the dual comps, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think like that can only be considered a positive because sometimes you do just get stumped on something, and in that case, you just kind of take the lifeline and go for this really broad prompt that you can just write 150 words of fluff about. Um. But I feel like all of his PT prompts have been actually really easy to write about because they've all been really ridiculous. Yeah, well, I mean, we kind of had a whole thing last, uh, the end of last season about how good the prompts were overall. Just the whole season's prompts fit together so well and were so great. Yeah, I I tended to have a little bit of difficulty with the prompts that were just like, hey, Tell us about how much you love hockey and how good you are at hockey, and let's do that hockey. Because, like, you can only write about that so many times. Right. Before you're just kind of struggling to find 150 different words to talk about hockey. Yeah, and I don't know much about hockey. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, talking about some ridiculous prompt with your character as inspiration is pretty easy yeah well i think it's really fun i definitely liked i even this season i've liked the pill one um i was disappointed in the angry one how many people just decided to make it a shit show like yeah i guess i don't know part of me thinks that it, when you ask people hey what pissed you off you're gonna get people remembering things that piss them off you know but like at the same time, I thought you could just be fun with it. Like, I did the pasta the turtle uh, incident. Yeah. So did I. Because, <laughs> like, I was like, I mean, I, that one is harmless. Like, I could have probably been like, yeah, remember that time that fucking Mike Izzy said this stupid thing? Or, you know, whatever. But, like, why? Why? Yeah. I mean, like, it, it's, it's over a. And... It, it's a a lose lose situation there. 
yeah. Just uh seemed unnecessary. And and I liked Slash's uh actual post in like announcement about it where he pointed out like proper constructive criticism and I was like, Wow, that was was actually well thought out. Like Yeah. Yeah, you can always be like constructively mad. Just because you're mad doesn't mean you have to be an asshole. Yeah. I had trouble with the Sim PT just because I've never played Sims, actually. Like, don't tell everyone that I just told, but, like, <laughs> never, never. I had to ask my girlfriend about, like, like how you play the game. Like, because I was like, do you just, like, spend 70 hours, like, building a city and building people and then, like, seeing what happens? Or do you control them? Or do you just, like, start with one person? Well, like, what happens? Yeah. I only knew, like, memes about it, and that's what I went with. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you did the one about, like, the fire always burning. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember what I put. Something to do with, like... <laughs> oh, yeah, the plant. The the plant that you can just, like... That eats Sims. And you trap people indoors. So I trapped us all in the locker room. Like, took the doors away from the locker room and then put a sim eating plant in there to start eating us. Because, <laughs> from what I read okay. online when I looked it up, basically all sims just evolve into how do you kill the most sims? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But, yeah, I just wanted to, to mention that and see what your thoughts on it were. I liked it. My only problem with two prompts is which one do I want to write about? Like, I, I'm i pretty content with him not grading the overly negative ones, too. Oh, I feel yeah. like that, that's a a good way to, like, guide people's behavior. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're going to be a piece of shit, then you can get fucked. Like... <laughs> yeah, because that sort of thing just it adds no value to anybody. Like, it's not... People say that they like drama, and yes, it's compelling to read, but it really doesn't add anything to a website experience. Yeah, well, and as someone that likes drama, I, I do like drama, but not when it's, like, near me. Like, I like to watch drama on, like, a TV show where it's definitely other people's lives and doesn't affect me in any way. In this league, drama can definitely have impacts on me. Yeah. Because, you you know, Slash gets upset and then the PTs start not being as cool just because he's over it. And, you know, like, that is not what I want. Plus, I mean, people need consequences for their shitty actions. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm 100% down for that. Um, but I think that's probably about all we've got today. Uh, yeah. Wasn't a super exciting probably... season, or it hasn't been too exciting so far in the season. Yeah, next week we can probably talk about how much we've found or not. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll have a pretty good handle on if seasons are actually, or if uh, teams are actually continuing to overperform or if they've cooled off from their hot start. Um, 
and we'll see how bad our fantasy picks are doing. Man, I'm not looking forward to that. I would like <laughs> to remind all of our fans that Wheel Snipe Sully is sponsored by Fantasy TPE. Fantasy Until TPE, it's not, and then give it to me. We hate Fantasy TPE. That's exactly right. <laughs> Until I don't get it this season, and then the war begins. <laughs> I keep my pitchfork sharp. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Well, until next time, stay hockey.